You're listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most with Outfluencer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. Welcome to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, Dr. P, Dr. Wayne Purnell, the Outfluencer and your powerful presence mentor. I have a super special guest with me today. I'm so excited. It's... uh, it's just great. I don't know. You could probably sense my excitement on this. I met Amelia through the Big Talk Academy. She's a speaker, an entrepreneur, an actor, and a mom of two. She created the Be Happy business. We're going to talk about that. She created that as a way of infusing more happiness into all aspects of life. And right now, <laughs> right now, we could all use a dose of more happiness. Uh, it just makes me smile thinking about that. So I love that. Because she's all about mindset and personal development, I invited her to join us today. Actually, I invited her to join us because in a riveting speech, she said some things that shook me, uh, one of which was, it doesn't get more real than what an actor does. That was like, what? So Amelia, with all that, welcome, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. It is very exciting to be here. I'm very honored to be connected to you and be able to call you a new colleague and friend. And I'm already learning so much from you. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. I think we're going to be learning a lot from each other and we're going to be giving our audience so much. So let's talk about your journey, right? You, What got you into acting and entrepreneurship? Because those aren't the same, right? Those are, those are, most people don't think I'm going to be an actor. No, I'm going to start a business. No, I'm going to do both. Oh, by the way, I'm going to become a parent along the way. Um, <laughs> so, so with those challenges, talk a little bit about your journey. What got you here? And, um, and I'll ask you some questions along the way too. Totally. Well, you know, I think I'm so enamored with how life unfolds and it is always you set out to do certain things in certain ways according to your own guidance and also what's being told that you need to do to get to where you need to go and then really I don't I don't think of anybody that I know where it goes as planned or where it goes as planned and I think you know in life there can be a lot of resistance to that and you can feel wrong and like you're not enough um, but I, I've just gotten to this point. I think it's also part of getting older where I just have totally fallen in love with the unfolding of my life and looked back on the times when I've just been so like impatient or unsatisfied with the way it's, you know, not unfolding in whatever timeline I thought. And I find myself at this, I call it like a metamorphosis moment of realizing just how perfect it all has been and how much it has completely served, you know, where I'm landing right now, like coming out of um, Big Talk Academy, um, which I love that we share that platform, um, you know, through, I knew that I needed to do that program. And, you know, I think that that statement, when you're ready, the teacher appears. And that absolutely is what is what happened with Trisha. But that's a round way of saying, you know, when straight as soon as I could conceive of anything I wanted to do, it was, it was acting for sure. And in my talk, 
you know, I talk about how I was in the lullaby, lullaby league munchkin in Wizard of Oz when I was seven and I caught the bug um, and I had heartache when it ended. And that's just, you know, what I was going to do. And then, so that is what I did um, all the way, you know, up until about five or six years ago. Um, and you, the you thing, were a munchkin? <laughs> I was a munchkin, seven years old. <laughs> and um, the thing that caused a shift, and I didn't really know it was a shift at the time, but it was, you know, finding my husband, starting a family, um, you know, and I was still auditioning all the way up till nine months pregnant. And then I think this natural shift occurred where, you know, I had a belief that I wasn't, I couldn't like really make money how I wanted to acting. And I just was really into parenting all of a sudden things I never thought that I would be into like marriage and parenting. And then came this thing of like a sales career because I wanted to find flexible work from home. And I was really into that um, idea. And so, you know, uh, this company came into my lap that I loved and I kind of just went with it and I found success there, which really surprised me, but I decided to go with that. Um, and it was just perfect because through arriving there, um, I arrived at the, at the world of personal development. And that is what lit me up the most about being in sales um, you know, I heard a phrase that you, your business will only grow as much as you do. And that resonated with me so much. And so the personal growth and discovery of, you know, how to find your limiting beliefs and, um, you know, break through them and reach the next levels in who you are. So you can become and attract higher levels of, of success. And I also was sales coaching. So coming at it from the, from the vantage point of helping people get to their next level and, and identify and bust through limiting beliefs they might have like that made me incredibly fulfilled and I loved it, loved it, loved it. And so five or six years passed with that. And then I start getting, you know, I started speaking at our sales conferences and I would get this really overwhelming response. And a lot of what I was speaking on was not necessarily the nuts and bolts of sales, but, but the mindset behind it all and how to like, just light yourself up finding and enacting your purpose. And this idea that people, you know, hear your music and not your words. And how do you infuse like your unique music into your sales work? That's how you have your specific sales career that can really thrive. So I, I want to pause you for a second. Sure. Because along the way, like you've got this beautiful story and along the way, there are so many gems, right? It's like, you didn't accidentally pursue an acting career after seven years old, right? You got the bug and it was one of those, that's not an easy task to go into acting, yeah. right? So through school, you knew this was something. Through, after school, you knew this was something. You had to go through audition after audition. You had failures, you had successes. Something kept you going. So I want to go back and talk about that. Then I want to talk about the mindset of lighting up and finding your purpose, because that's huge. That part is, is gigantic. And, um, you know, the whole, the whole concept of everything grows when you grow, right? Your business, your family, your, when you have a stronger personal presence, it's what I call a powerful presence. When you have that, 
everything thrives. So I, you know, you've got this beautiful kind of life path that you've just described, and I'm going to come back and sort of divide it up, right? So talk a little bit about the acting piece. Talk to talk a little bit more about the sales piece. Um, and then I absolutely, definitely, fully, truly want to dive into uh, the mindset of light, lighting up and finding your purpose and bringing that light into your sales because we're all always in sales, right? That as humans, we are projecting something to the world. So shouldn't that be a light of some sort? Absolutely. All right. So with all that, do you, do you want to fill in some gaps about, you know, cause life isn't always easy, right? So, I mean, you talk about, well, it didn't always go as planned. It's, and you did find this metamorphosis moment. So the, the reason that I'm interrupting you because it's a great story and the reason I'm interrupting you is because there's so much out of each little piece of your story that we can use as, um, as, as like a stepping stone, you know? Absolutely. So do you mind going back and talking about what was it like? Like you, you couldn't have had full on certainty that you were going to get this next gig and this next gig. And so how do you overcome the doubts, right? That that's a big thing. Like, you know, there's one part and 300 people show up. What happens for you? How do you keep going when the odds are seemingly against you? Right. Um, absolutely. It's, it's, everybody says, you know, don't pursue acting unless you absolutely must. Um, because it is, yeah, it is one of the most rejectionary professions, oh. right. And the, and all the, all the numbers and all the, all the things. Um, but I, I loved it because I, I just so loved moving hearts and minds. And I have always been a very empathetic person. I'm an, I'm an empath. I feel things very deeply. And um, I felt this innate ability to gather information and then translate it and deliver it um, in ways of which the discovery of that information filled my cup so fully. And then I was able to deliver it to an audience in a way that filled their cup or took them somewhere else. You know, um, I've become very interested in like pattern interrupting and, and the things, how we're affected by what we see and, and how um, our hearts and minds are moved. So, you know, really it was a love of people and an understanding of kind of this deep intrinsic fabric of life. And then the, the, there's nothing quite like the rush of being able to tap into that in a raw place, shape it and deliver it and have this like pure, almost holy communication with an audience. Um, That's and the fabulous. That, that part is, is the magic, isn't it? Is that there is a raw place. And, you know, when we talk about, um, it doesn't get more real than what an actor does. That's my favorite line. Um, that you have to live in that raw place, right? And not be afraid right. of it. And not be afraid. Right. Right. 
And so it's interesting. I love that you're asking me to, to segment these, these three things differently because to, right now in this moment, it's all just become one. Um, That's mastery, but the, right? That's mastery. Right. right. So, so then my Eureka moment, I got to go forward to go back into sales. Yeah. My Eureka moment came, um, you know, when I'd been on a break from acting for five or six years deep in this personal development world and sales training and in, in doing sales myself and then being called to speak more from speaking at conferences. And I had, you know, I entered into Trisha's program, not really knowing what I would talk about, but the, but the concept and idea was so ready to be articulated that now it's just, it's just rushing forward um, in more ways than I can hardly wrap my mind, my mind around. But, but it's that idea of, of people, the tools with which we have to unlock ourselves and unlock our stories and the the charge and power we have within those stories. And it could be any story. It's like a story on stage. It's a story of you sitting down to make your sales calls with your ideas in your head of why you can't, why you're going to get rejected, um, you know, why it's not going to work. And this deep examination of our default modes of thinking and operating and the and the the passion and invitation to practice within that differently and not just accept on the surface our default mode and that is why acting is so incredible and worth studying um, because you get inside that and you get to be at the wheel um, and you get to s- discover so much about yourself and other people. And then you also get to do that. It's the same thing, growing yourself to further potential in any business venture and in trying to get um, a desired response from someone else through the point of service, you know, really seeing where you are, really seeing where the other person might be um, and being able to communicate very effectively. But so I'm, I'm I'm just smiling so big here, right? You have this, you have this style, this personal style of life is just amazing, and look at the poppy field, and and the sun is coming up, and and beneath all of that is this massive amount of wisdom that you've acquired along the way, the tools that we have to unlock our stories and the power behind our stories that's pretty amazing, right? That we do have those tools. And here's, I am, I'm pausing to highlight some of the, the nuggets, the gems that, that you're dropping that you probably don't even know you're dropping. You just said, we need to practice differently and not just accept our default. That's massive. Like that could be a chapter in a book that, one concept, right? So um, really, really want to drive that home. We need to practice differently and not just accept our default. And that goes from the time we wake up and we see our partners to our kids, to the people at the grocery store, to uh, the people at work, how we approach our work. We need to practice differently and not just accept our default. I think 
that's like if I if I were to pause or end our segment here, that's like monumental. Well, and I love that you brought that up because all this is turning into a book. Like we set out to write this eight minute talk and so much came up for me that it, I'm forming chapters in this book. And like, I want to teach a master class on this stuff um, because just that one thing, why I love that I get to approach this and it will be approaching it and am from my actor standpoint is that I realize that we can treat, we can, pre- that's what actors do. They, they receive a story and we can pretend it doesn't have to be someone else's story. We receive, like my work in this is going to be you in your mind and in your life, applying the tools which are used when a story is given to you and you're building a character from scratch and the ways in which to think about yourself, the questions in which to ask to get you to a new frame of mind that's needed to achieve the result the story is asking for, um, you know, to, to create yourself anew from a conscious place because we, you know, we're just running around being ourselves all day and it's easy to not be conscious of that. But an actor receiving a new character has to be so conscious of like discovering who that person is, what they want, why they want it. And then in rehearsal, practice and rehearsal, which we get to do in our own lives, if you think of it this way, you get to change your story. You get to experiment. Like say there's a scene that plays over and over again, say with your spouse or your children that is very patterned and you just, it goes the same way every day, even though you're like, well, I'm going to try to do it differently. You can say, oh, I'm going to try to do it differently. And then you get triggered in all the same ways. And it just plays out in the same annoying, terrible way and gets those patterns get deeper and deeper. But I'm I'm realizing that, that, you know, we can start to teach and learn these tools that an actor uses to not even, don't even consult your scene partner, right? Your, your husband and your children, but you can come at it from a more conscious place and make a different motivation and a different, ask a different question, which will naturally produce an authentic result and impulse from you that is different. And then you can change the entire outcome and it's not hard and it's not, fake. You know, in my talk, I, I make a joke about our perceptions of, of what, what's real and fake and what's put on and what's not. And that's why I say it doesn't get more real than what actors do, because while they're creating something, you know, quote unquote, fictitious, they are creating something that, that changes themselves, changes a moment, changes someone's response. And and when used for good, for the power of good, this work, I just, I just believe will be transformative. And it's, it's small and it's easy and it's simple and you can, you can practice it. And the amount of empowerment and purpose that can be found this way, people all on their own can find, you know, and it's not them taking on some other character and being someone else. It's like, no, you are finding who you are and who you can be and and getting different results from, from the world that matter because of the work you're doing with yourself. I love it. I love it. Good night. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, uh, it's simple and profound at the same time. Right. Um, I, right. We need simplicity. We need simple tools that have, 
big results. Cause I know you've spoken in other, in other podcasts and in your work about this incredible time we're in and the shifts that are occurring and, and what's being asked of us and, and where we can take this world next amidst what's crumbling right now and in chaos. Right. I talk about, uh, for me, my movement starts with one, right? That it's so important to engage and engage authentically. And layering that with what you've just said, when you put consciousness to engaging authentically, that's what it, that's what it's about, right? That it's not, I'm choosing to show up happier today. It's not that. It's the, I'm choosing to show up happier today. I'm grounded in that happiness. I am choosing to experience that. And I'm choosing to reflect that. That's authentic. That's real, right? I don't feel happy yet. Like actors know how to get to an emotion that they absolutely must get to in order to perform that scene in truth. So it's, you know, Tony Robbins talks about it too. It's changing your state. Yes. But, but lots of people, unless you're, you're in the acting field, you know, you're not aware of those very clear steps that you can take. Um, and you just start to feel awesome. You're just invincible. <laughs> but I, I was going to say too, that another reason, like, like when I, you know, begin delivering this material, which I've started to in the bigger ways I want to, I want to talk to so many different people in different areas, right? The personal development world is rich with everyone's coming at the same core concept from so many different ways. Um, And this may be one, you know, that people who are deep in that world maybe haven't thought of yet. And I also want to talk to performers because if I had realized this, I wasn't supposed to realize it until now, but I was totally separating. I had all these skills, but I was keeping them up on stage and I didn't realize that I could use my skills in my real life just didn't occur to me. My real life where I was super getting super down about why things weren't happening in the certain way yet or whatever, down about the things that you get down about. But, but if I had realized, oh, I should just, I can do the things that I'm getting ready to teach now, it would have been such a game changer. But obviously, you know, I know it's all supposed to unfold the way, but that's part of my eureka moment. So I do yeah. want to speak as well because so many actors are are miserable um and you know they don't have to be because they've got everything that they need that's everybody does isn't that amazing right that's the wizard of oz i in my coaching will often will often talk about the wizard of oz moment where really yes where we uncover that thing that was so terrible to step in and do, or that thing that was so terrible to say and finding that courage. And it's like, I was the coach as the catalyst, but I didn't do that thing. So cowardly lion, you have that courage. It's been in you that whole time. What we needed to do was to clear out some of the old stories, replace them with new stories and demonstrate to you as an individual that you can actually do that thing. And right. And so, so much of what happens for, for individuals along the way, for any of us along the way is that we, you know, uh, we have these stories. Um, A lot of my current writing is about 
I'm kind of anti the notion of self-limiting beliefs. And the reason I'm anti that is that if you knew what they were, like, well, what are your self-limiting beliefs? And well, if I knew what they were, I'd wrestle them to the ground. So I approach it from the, from the angle of what stories have you been telling yourself? And from there, what actions have you been telling, taking, right? And from there, what results are you getting? And if you don't know any of that, let's look at your results and work backwards, right? So here's a question I have for you, though. Um, uh, just circling back is this. You have all these skills for stage. When you apply them to what you've called real life, <laughs> I would call it daily life, right? When you, because, you know, we're all sort of wondering... It, What's real about any of what we're experiencing right now? I go to this existential place. I'm a bit of a of a philosopher. So it's like, so when we apply this to our daily life, how do you know that it's not authentic or that it is? When does it does it ever feel fake? You know, that you've got this. And, and you've talked about this, so I want you to talk about it a little bit more because you talked about this in, as part of your speech. Um, and, and we both referenced Trisha, so I wanted to give a shout out to her specifically. Trisha Brooke is yeah. an award-winning director that has guided each of us in our speaking careers and paths, and uh, she's just one heck of a mentor, and we both love her dearly. So, uh, and she has just another shout out. She has this great book called the influential voice that needs to be seen. So, um, read, um, anyway, there's, there's a little quick plug for Trisha, who's going to be on another podcast with me shortly. Um, talk about life, talk about real life, talk about authenticity versus fake and, how do the skills get you through daily life? It's all mm -hmm. messed up or mixed up in there. Can you talk a little bit right. about that? Well, the good news is that everybody has their internal compass and whether or not you've been paying attention to it, it's there. And you absolutely, I mean, I'm someone who feels things and I've been practicing tuning into how things feel always. But even if you've not been practicing that, everybody has it. And you can absolutely feel in your gut when something is ringing true or not. And it doesn't, it's not about whether things feel good or bad, um, or even if they're neutral, all, all kinds of feelings, you know, are true. The question then is, you know, what do you, what do you do with it? You know, and, and how, how does that translate to um, problem solving? I think like, what you can do with these feelings can, can make, can create different results through application then. And you're, you're paying more attention to what it feels like, what it is, what it could mean. And, and then that kind of consciousness around it, you know, starts to change everything. An actor's mindset in particular, you know, changes how, Actors problem solve very differently than we do in daily life because circumstances are different and their relationship to time is different. Um, and 
they find their way through question asking. Whereas we feel what we feel and then make like a statement or a demand. Um, Lots of times we're shutting doors all the time. We're feeling what we feel and then we judge and shut a door maybe, or, you know, whatever it might be. But, you know, I'm just realizing, you know, actors just do often the opposite of what our instinct is to do in daily life, um, in our daily motions. So it's about finding, wanting to find your energy, your feelings, and then the work of wielding that energy. Um, And I really, I really do believe it's an energetic world. It's a vibrational world. And we're like, you're an instrument. If you can view yourself as an instrument that is to be tuned and either you are doing your tuning or outside circumstances and, and the world, you're tuning by default, but we're always tuning. So I think that's the, that's the work is, is the fine tuning and the crafting and what you're, what kind of stories you're telling and then rehearsing. I think so often we just rehearse unhelpful stories and, you know, reject certain stories, even though that whatever story we're in, no matter how much we don't like it, perhaps it, it has to be accepted. And that's, that's where you can then work forward. So different I'm, relationships, I'm, I'm, different relationships, your feelings and, and really different relationships to compassion and to judgment. It's all through this, this different door through which actors come in at it. And I really just want to share those tools starting with mindset and then into concrete tools with as many people as I can. All right. So I, I, I'm going to recap some things and I'd like you to be thinking about two or three tools that you can share. Um, Mindset certainly is one. Presence is what you're talking about, right? True presence and without a clarity of values. And this is where I start with my coaching, right? And it sounds like we have, um, we have a similar path, though a different direction to get there, which is, which is part of what's fascinating for me. And part of what I love about One Sharp Sword is that we can each have our own sharp sword. And the concept of One Sharp Sword is that One Sharp Sword beats 10,000 dull ones. Mm-hmm. So we each have our sword and can cut through to what matters most. You do it slightly differently than I do. Still, we're talking about attention. Still, we're talking about presence. We're talking about intention. Um, I talk about deliberately, actively, positively. Like That is now a trademark phrase for me because mm-hmm. I... I I use it uh, so much to define exactly how we need to show up deliberately, show up deliberately, be intentional, right? Be active in that and be positive because you could show up deliberately, actively, negatively, right? (laughs) That's that's only destructive. Um, So I love this. Uh, I'm I'm going to repeat some of the things I've been writing down. Um, Actors problem solve differently because of circumstances and their relationship with time is different. I love that. There's a way of approaching any circumstance that you can bring to the moment, which is, it's fabulous. Um, you said that it's about wanting to find your energy. First of all, this is a twofold statement. It's about wanting to find your energy. 
and so many people get through the day. Um, there, there's a saying that you know a lot of people will tip tiptoe through life, hoping to make it safely to the end, and uh, that's not what life is about, right? So it's about wanting to find your energy and feelings and then wielding that energy. And it's like, that's what, what got me back to talking about one sharp sword. It's like that energy is your sharp sword. Be intentional with it. Be deliberate about it. Do you know what people are saying about working with Dr. Wayne Purnell? Dr. P's clients say that his work is life-changing. One client said, your work brought clarity and purpose to my life. Other clients choose to work with Dr. P because they know there's more and they feel an ache, even pain, staying where they are. And another quote from a client, our work together gave me hope to move forward. And now we're stepping beyond hope. Beyond hope beyond asking for permission, beyond holding yourself back from who you know you can be. This is your time to reach out and break through. Commit to becoming who you deserve to be. Contact Dr. Wayne Purnell through his website at waynepurnell.com. waynepurnell.com. There's a concept of the threshold trigger. Have you heard of that? I will. Like a tipping point concept? Well, it's not really a tipping point. The threshold, if you think of the threshold of a door that, you know, I call it the magical doorway. Some people call it the threshold trigger. And for years I've called it the threshold trigger. It's, it really is like a magical doorway where you choose every time you cross a doorway, you choose how to be in that next room. Right. So the 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 challenge is what does the person on the other side of this door need from me? How can I show up at my best for whoever is on the other side of this door? And recently what I've come to do is to, um, you know, I set up my studio differently recently as a result of my work with. Uh, Kate McKinnon, who's been on my podcast as well, doing some feng shui stuff. And I was realizing I would come in and it just felt like flow and I'd sit down and I'd start work. And I was realizing I was not truly intentional coming into this room. This is my workspace. And there's a gravity that comes with that, right? Otherwise, it's just like, okay, sit down and my chair is floppy and relaxing and I can tilt back in it and my computer's on and we just sort of do what we do. We get through the day and look what time it is. It's lunchtime and look what time it is. It's time to wrap it up. And and there's no intentionality, right? Now, I'm a little more intentional than that. What I had neglected to do was to use the threshold trigger that says, as soon as I'm in this room, this scene demands a different character presence, right? And that's what you've been talking about, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mindset, absolutely. We approach, we approach getting to mindset differently and yet, boom, right? That's the, that's the whole thing. What deliberate intention do you have about any current scene you're playing? I think is, is really what you've said, isn't it? 
Right, right. And also the work that comes before, you know, we're, we're often just used to jumping into moments. It's like, oh, I'll go in there and see what she says, or I'll just go and we go into reaction mode versus pre-paving the way, really examining what, what we think, what we feel. But there's also like, not just putting those things in stone, helping define define yourself and your intentions ahead of time, but also give freedom around that. So you're flexible and you've got this, you, you've got this flexibility of responsiveness. It's kind of like a little buffer around you and things, you know, things can bounce off. You're just rooted, you're conscious, you're connected to the situation because you've connected to yourself in advance. Um, and you're listening so you are more clear. You're sending a more clear signal. You're going to receive a clearer signal. And just, it's like a really nice tennis match. If you, you know, if you're present, you're going to get just more of what you want. And maybe you're going to get something you don't want, but either way you are move. You're creating more of a conscious life that will just deliver results that you will be conscious of. And in, in that in that space, you'll, I think you'll be able to get, you know, a sign or a signal that maybe you're supposed to get, or you'll just be more on your path. Um, and your path is going to be completely different from, from anybody else's, your point of view. Um, but you'll be able to, to feel more alive. You just feel more alive and everybody wants to feel that. I think that's also why actors get completely addicted. Like they get the bug because in this process, it, it, you live, you live 1000% every moment because you've planned it and studied it. And while that is different, like you can't plan out life the way you can in, in a story and a scene, but, but you can live in that rich way at, at all times, you know, through this kind of work. Love that. Oh. I love that. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't throw that last little piece away. That's like, boom, right? Um, you can live in this rich way because you choose to, right? right. That's, I mean, yes. And when you're living that richly, that's the real reward. Like then it doesn't, what happens to you and around you doesn't have the same stealing type of effect, stealing S-T-E-A-L. It doesn't steal from you because you are just so much more whole. And in that kind of satisfaction, you're less disappointed about things. You're less, you're less attached to outcome of what's actually happening because you're experiencing this, this wholeness of each moment and each day. And that's, that's the feeling that I find that I'm looking for in when I get something I want. Maybe I like, oh, I wanted that role or I want uh, that sale or whatever it might be. Or I want this person to react this way and they don't. But I, I'm, I'm in myself and I'm in my purpose and I feel freaking alive. <laughs> and so life's just better. So things don't, things don't bug you as much. There's just one thing I will absolutely be writing about and, and teaching is the actor's perspective, which comes straight from mindset. Um, and I could talk for an hour about perspective, but I think the perspective is the antidote to all that ails, I think. 
um, and how you can how you can craft that to your benefit. You are singing my song, really, <laughs> really. Like that's uh, it's one of the reasons I wanted you on uh, one sharp sword with me is that there's so much resonance. That's it's like this is so good. The perspective is everything. It's one of the reasons that uh, top performers have coaches, that actors have directors, that that the highest athletes have two, four, six various coaches for various things that they're doing. Um, you know, one of the reasons that I've moved from being a leadership advisor to being a breakthrough success coach, right, is all about it's bringing that perspective, right? That it's about you can't have a breakthrough if you're only doing what you know, right? And that um, I have a, a little thing I say that you can't ask a fish what water is like. And that's for two reasons. One is fish don't know anything other than water. And the other is most fish don't talk. So you wouldn't get a good answer anyway. So, so there you go. Uh, <laughs> I love that though. Perspective is everything. And if you can choose, if you can choose a different uh, perspective, it makes a gigantic difference. Are you familiar with uh, Edward de Bono's work? No. Okay, so uh, Edward de Bono, well, maybe I'll do a podcast on this. He he talks about, he was a, a great thinker in the 50s and 60s. It's weird to say, of the last century. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, Edward de Bono did a, did a whole thing on what's called lateral thinking. And he had an exercise called Six Hats. And basically, the, the idea is that if you chose to approach a problem from a very different perspective, what would you see? Right? So uh, one of the things that as a consultant to leaders, one of the things I would have them do is pick different roles. We're, you know, we're trying to conquer this big problem of sales or of operations or whatever. And, and so around the boardroom table, I'm passing out roll sheets, right? You're you're a four-year-old girl <laughs> to this big, burly, you know, senior vice president. You are Abraham Lincoln. You are Maya Angelou. You are, right? And so everybody gets a different perspective um, and must answer the pressing question from that perspective. <laughs> and when you're intentional about all right, if I could only see the world through the, this lens, how would my world change? That's magical. That is, and I know you know this, that's magical, right? Because it affects how you play the scene in your life. So that goes back to, is it fake or is it real? Like, Right. And then when you, this is so perfect, Wayne, because <laughs> when you step over there, because you're like, okay, I'm not going to be me. I'm going to, take on this other perspective. You enter into a willingness to see through these other eyes that you may not necessarily have. But then when you do that, you feel differently and you can see differently. And then my favorite part is that you prove to yourself that you have the power to change 
your thoughts, change your emotions, change your state of thinking to something that can serve you better. And that's where the personal development comes in. It's like pairing those concepts with doing it to, to work on yourself. And it, that's perfect. I'm going to, I'm, thank you for. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll put that reference in my show notes as well. De Bono, Edward De Bono. Um, yeah. And you and I can have conversations offline and, and if any of the, uh, the listeners or viewers of this have questions or want to pursue that, they can reach out to either you or me about, about how do you change perspective, right? So this is all good. Um, all right. So other tools that you want to bring up, other ideas or tools that you want to bring up? I think the biggest ones are Consciousness around mindset, meaning, well, my whole eight-minute talk was all about mindset. So, So basically, without going into too much detail, it's like there's the mindset that sets your tone, your energetic, emotional tone, basically, and your perspective starts with the mindset. And then... From there, it's, it's the defining and the journey, which I think the first step, what, what I've always used and what I've been taught is, is get there through question asking. So I said earlier, usually in life, we, we get places often through statements um, or through kind of a judgmental stance to start with, not meaning like harsh judgment, but just in the mere observation of something, we're making a judgment about it. So act, the actor method is just question after question after question after question after question. And often they ask questions that often people don't, might not ask themselves their whole lives. Like, like, who am I? Who am I really? And what does that mean? Like, how do you find out who you are? Um, and, or in any one circumstance. So this is a simple tool that I like to use. So say your children, this is so real life. Your children are like losing their minds. They won't get their shoes on. You know, you have to go to school. You have to get there. You're going to be late. All the things that you can really spin off first thing in the day to just be like mad and feel out of control. And in your mind, like our default, we were talking about that earlier, is the negative. So, and to react, right? Take things personally. So they're doing this. And right away, I'm like, I'm like, why is this so hard? You know, why is, why does this feel so hard right now? And for real, it feels hard right then. And when I ask that question, the mind is literally programmed to answer, to mirror the type of question that's asked. And so if you say, you could take this, do this in your day for anything that comes up. If you say, why is this so hard? Your mind will answer why it's hard. Well, it's hard because, you know, they're young. They don't know how to tie their shoe. We didn't start earlier. Um, this is impossible. They can't communicate very well. It'll, it'll answer endlessly why it's hard. But if you ask a different question, and this is what, where actors take themselves to where they need to go or want to go, um, then the mind will mirror that side. So if you switch it to, to just ask simply, you know, uh, why is this so easy? First of all, that makes you laugh because you don't really feel like it's easy right then. But you're like, why is this so easy? If you just ask that and let the answer come, your mind will start saying why, why it's, why it's easy, you know? And there's a levity that comes in, like, or, or why is this so fun is a question you could ask instead, you know, like, oh, because they're little jerks and like, oh, look, he's actually really cute when he throws his shoe, you know, 
Um, and it changes your state and then you are energetically different and then you just feel different and you've proven to yourself that, that it's different. And the, the, the answer is in the question, <laughs> like, so you don't have to do, you don't have to decide what the answers are as you go through something difficult or anything at all. You just need to ask different questions, better questions, different questions. And the question will lead you to a different spot without much work at all. Cause your brain, this is how you can train your brain to be better and, and more productive and just have more discoveries because another thing human beings thrive off of is being in discovery mode and, and learning mode and feeling like you're growing. And so real quickly, another concept I love is, is this concept of de-adulting speaking of children and my children have been another big learning tool for me. Um, actors play and we forget to play so much as grown-ups, and we forget our imaginations and the power in that and the power in the questions and and the willingness to just be in a playful state, which is where all creativity lies and, and where so much joy lies. Um, so this I have I'm gonna have a whole chapter on de-adulting and how that can that can really serve us as opposed to the adult conditioning that really can be so limiting and we can feel it inside when we're squashing ourselves, which we so often are. And then we squash other people. <laughs> love it. I love it because there's so much emphasis now on, well, it's important to, you know, step into doing the things that need to be done. And, you know, this is what's called adulting. It's hard, it's hard work. And it's like, well, they're getting through life. Yeah. There's, there's tedious stuff to do. The dishes need doing the laundry needs doing the, you know, the, the bills need paying. Okay. That's tough. And there are ways through it. And it goes back to mindset. You, I, if I were a puppy, I would have been wagging my tail and piddling on the floor with some of the stuff that you've been saying. <laughs> so happy with what you've brought here. This is so important. The journey, the get getting there through question asking, um, people who know me know that I'm a big fan of Curious George, that, um, you know, Curious George is this curious little monkey. He gets into trouble, but he gets out of it because he, he, he just, he, one, he has friends and two, um, like the, the curiosity is what keeps him alive and happy. Right. And so one of the things that, that I teach is that, um, you can't live in judgment if you're living in a space of curiosity. The curiosity and asking questions actually keeps you out of judgment. As long as you're not asking judgmental questions like, why is this guy such a little jerk, right? It's, but even that's playful, can be. Um, really, the questions are, well, what am I missing? Like, this behavior is showing up. What am I missing? Huge. Oh, Amelia, I'm so glad you're here. It's so, so good. <laughs> I feel like uh, you and I have a, have a long uh, future ahead uh, together. I, I can just, I can feel it. It's like there's something there. So, um, so glad, so glad to meet you. So glad to be doing this. Um, would you pronounce your last name? Is it a hard G or a soft G? It's a hard G. It's Felbinger. Like my husband says, you know, I put the gur in Felbinger. Felbinger. All right. So Amelia Felbinger. 
um, which is probably how I would have pronounced it. I just realized partway through our conversation that I didn't pronounce it. Um, I did. I just announced you as Amelia is joining me. Uh, so Amelia Felbinger, how do people reach you? Um, what haven't we talked about? Like, I want to put a bow on this and allow, uh, allow you to say anything that we haven't said or that you haven't said that you definitely want to make sure gets said. Um, and, and let people know how to reach you and how to keep track of you because we all want your book. We want you to be successful and we all want your book. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, I'm forming my speaker website now. So that's under construction. It will all be uh, under the brand of the Be Happy Business. And, um, Is it the Be Happy Business or Be Happy Business? The Be Happy Business. Okay. The Be Happy Business. Yep. And yep. I assume that's going to be .com? Yes. Okay. Yep. Under construction, out soon to be out. Um, and then the programming and talks that I'm forming is, is called Real People Magic, all okay. based on a funny commercial that we don't have to talk about that now, but that was a catalyst for all of this um, about people being real or not. And so, but really right now it's all about um, Instagram and Facebook. So it's um, at the Be Happy Business is um, Facebook, is Instagram. Or you can search Amelia Felbinger and, and you'll see the Be Happy Business come up on Instagram. Um, and then that's linked directly to my Facebook group that I have. But I am, I'm just on fire to take my eight minute talk as is, which will be out on YouTube around the 10th. So I'll be posting that um, on my site and everywhere on social if you're following me by then. Um, I want to, you know, put that out. I want to, I absolutely want to start speaking to, you know, organizations and membership groups and schools. And um, I'm forming, I'm forming who that audience is right now, but really anybody who, who wants change in, in their hearts and minds and a new way of thinking about growth and self-development. So people, you know, here's, here's, here's what's interesting. What I've learned is that so many of us are allergic to the word change, mm-hmm. uh, right? That it's like, oh, we don't dare change. And and still for so many of us, it's like, yeah, things need to change. Of course I want change, right? And so what I've learned is to talk about growth, that, right, that, that, that implies change. That if you're, you can't, if you're not growing, then you're dying, right? And so, and so, there's almost this um, this command or demand that we step into growth and embrace that. So, yeah, that's awesome. Amelia Felbinger, putting the gur in Felbinger. That's awesome. Uh, the Be Happy Business, please reach out. The thing about podcasts and uh, YouTube videos and such is that they are searchable for years and years to come so we never put dates on things it's like mm-hmm. it's already happened it's already there the be happy business go find that um amelia thank you so much it is <laughs> it's amazing to have you here i'm just i'm so pleased i'm so pleased i am just as excited and honored thank you so much and i love i love the important work you are doing thank you that's awesome All right. Well, this is One Sharp Sword cutting through to what matters most. I'm your host, 
Dr. Wayne Purnell, Dr. P. Thanks for listening to One Sharp Sword, cutting through to what matters most without Fluxer, Dr. Wayne Purnell. For more information, please go to onesharpsword.com.